We all want to beat our chest and we all want to say everything that we've done and accomplished. But when you're building a resume towards a job, the only thing the company cares about is what did you do in your job in relation to that job you're applying for. So you may have 20 to 100 resumes depending on what you're applying for. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Greeting podcast world, Kathleen here. We've got Ashley and her intern in the control booth. And in addition to that, I have the best co-host in the world, Rachel. How are you doing today? Living the dream, I tell you. Just living the dream. (laughs) Well, you really are the best. And our guest today is Brian Heffernan. Brian is a veteran and currently serves as the global manager, DEI and military programs for Amentum. Brian, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it and look forward to the conversation. Brian, tell us a little bit more about you and your journey. And it sounds like you you just have this really impressive background as being a global manager. I joined the Army in May 18, 1998. I spent 22 years in the Army. Uh, Many of those years were as an armor crewman, and then I did recruiting. And then I went to Insulation Management Command, where I had a just a variable amount of experience. Uh, when I got out of the Army, I came to work for Amentum, initially as a program manager on the John Deere account. So I had some exposure to the government side, had a little bit of exposure to the commercial side. And then after three years, uh, I was asked if I would come over and be the global manager of diversity, equity, inclusion, and military programs. And basically, what I do is I help service members like myself uh, transition and find opportunities because transition is difficult for service members and we try to make it as easy as possible. I have a quick question for you. Can you tell us a little bit more about really what the mission and focus is of the organization? Yeah, so uh, a mentor in a nutshell is a government and commercial contractor. What's neat about what, what a Menum does is we're in the government space, but we're also in the commercial space. You don't see that all the time with all contractors. Um, so we're in 84 different countries. We have 44,000 uh, employees, and we uh, focus on military side, pretty much augmenting the workforce. So if you did it in the military, there's a high probability you could do it with us. And... Uh, Everybody is concerned with that transition. If you held a certain job skill or MOS, as we say, how is that going to translate to the, uh, to the commercial sector, the civilian sector? Well, in government contracting, it's really easy because you do exactly what you were doing. On the commercial side, I have the ability to take your skill set that you did and mirror that to what we do on the commercial side as well. So, A lot of us did not know that coming up through the military, and we try to inform people that that does exist. Can you share with our cleared listeners exactly what the general types of cleared work you are hiring for? Yeah, so uh, we're in the intelligence space, 
obviously that's a cleared space. Um, cyber, IT, a lot of our facilities maintenance on the government side is cleared space uh, due to the facilities that we're working in. Aviation, many of the jobs uh, require a secret clearance, uh, whether it's with the DOD or other three-letter agencies. So we also know that you have a lot of overseas contracts. Can you sort of talk about what overseas contracts that you're supporting? And is it safe to say you can work with Amentum anywhere? Pretty pretty safe to say. We are in locations that I'm still learning. But overseas, we have a ton of opportunities. Whether you have a logistics background, you have a maintenance background, uh, aviation, intelligence, Anything we do stateside, a majority of the time we're going to do that overseas as well. And the good thing with the company is that you could go overseas and you could come back, um, you know, stateside. So it's almost like being in the military. Uh, I run into a lot of candidates who uh, they're getting out and their kids are grown and they want to go back overseas. They want to enjoy themselves um, in a different manner than what they did when they had kids and they were raising them overseas. So uh, we have a plethora of opportunities, whether it's overseas or stateside, and they mirror themselves pretty well. It does sound like a pretty good gig, like just leave the kids behind, come with us overseas. I think you're <laughs> on to something there, definitely um, excited. But I know while you've got overseas kind of up your sleeve as far as attracting folks, you're looking for some really hard positions to fill from like cleared tradespersons, mechanics, and, and folks that are really, really amazing with their hands. So tell us more about how have you been able to find this incredible talent? I would say, uh, you know, we're very tied into the military community. Uh, what I do is I communicate with the transition assistance offices uh, for all branches of service. Uh, we have a skill bridge program. Uh, we, we welcome people to come do an internship, expose them to momentum and who we are. Uh, the best branding that you could do is word of mouth. People talking good about you, going on. Uh, different websites and stating that, you know, it's a great work environment to be a part of. Uh, we attend all the military job events that we can. One of the things I like to do is make everything very personable. So I give everybody my information and that's so we can have a conversation and they have somebody that they can reach out to and not just a computer uh, to apply on and be told you didn't make the cut. So they could call me, we could discuss what they're looking at, what they want to do. So it's very personable. I couldn't agree more. So thinking back, you know, you, you really piqued my interest with this overseas work. And how would you sell that to maybe someone who wasn't familiar from a military career about working overseas? And are there any special benefits that would make it attractive for people who are clear to work overseas? It's an attractive opportunity because you get to go see somewhere that you may have never been. So what we do is we share them exactly the locations that we have that meet um, their desires and, and the skill sets that we have to fill. And I will tell you, uh, it's not very difficult when you're talking about a Germany, uh, you know, Poland, uh, Bahamas at times can be challenging due to living locations. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, where do you want to go? Why do you want to go there? And then what more do you want to know from us uh, about, you know, what you're going to be able to receive by going over there? 
The good news is they do get stipends by going over there. So there are incentives that you get that you would not normally get stateside. And uh, that would be a bonus. So each contract differs a little bit, but we're very upfront from the beginning on what you're actually going to be receiving. Can you give us an overview of those overseas locations, if you can? I mean, you said Bahamas, you said Poland, you said Germany. What is the most interesting overseas place that you are recruiting for? For me, Antarctica. Oh, wow. Really? To me, it's just really cool. It just... I've filled a few positions over there and people are open and willing to go over there. We do, you know, meteorology over there. We do a lot of different things. Wow. Um, and then some other locations, uh, you know, uh, Guam. Uh, we have a lot of work over in Guam, a lot of interest uh, to go over to Guam. And then uh, Poland. Uh, when I was a young soldier, you know, traveling from Germany over to Poland, you know, back and forth, it was an amazing country. And, uh, you know, just seeing the amount of people that we have working over there and the upward mobility uh, that those individuals are having by the contract growing uh, due, due to our success. That's pretty awesome. I, I can say I've never recruited for Antarctica. So now I would like to shake your hand remotely and say I've met somebody <laughs> recruited in Antarctica. That is that is pretty stinking cool. So what do you say to the different clear job seekers out there who maybe are hesitant about the size of a company like yours? Maybe they've only worked for small contractors. How do you still talk to them and, and really convince them that this is a good place and they won't get lost in the shuffle? Uh, the benefit of being with a larger company is the growth that you have for yourself, the upward mobility, being able to be considered an internal candidate. And as a program manager, I was the person that actually was promoting within. So I had people that were being promoted uh, within six months one time and then six months later a second time. So the growth of the contract and the opportunities is very intimate, even though we're a big company, because you're working on a, a, a program. And the good thing about that is recruiters have several programs. And normally, they're recruiting for the same type of work. So if at some point in time, you want to move to another location, and or you're working with the same recruiter within maybe another contract, they're intimate to you. They understand who you are. They understand you know uh, what is expected of you and that you've been executing it for a you know very long time. And that is the best part of what we do. We never lose anybody in the, the shuffle. Everybody, you know, has the same opportunities. But if you're an internal candidate, it's a lot easier to go from Guam to uh, Moline, Illinois, in which I did for an individual who applied to a job. So thinking about your vast military background, and you did mention earlier the SkillBridge program, tell us more about Amentum's approach to SkillBridge, because I'm still amazed that so many of our transitioning service members do not realize that each SkillBridge opportunity is very different, and that's not one size fits all, not every company handles it the same way. So explain to us a little bit more about your approach, Amentum's approach to the SkillBridge program. Yeah, so uh, the SkillBridge program for Amentum is an individual SkillBridge program. So we don't do cohorts, we do it based on the applicant and based on their time frame. So everybody qualifies. Nobody's disqualified. 
they they will submit through our uh, landing page, and that's on our website. So if you go to www.amentum.com, you go to military. Um, at the bottom of the page, you'll see inquiring about SkillBridge. You fill that information out, and they'll get an email back to them, and it, basically uh, they'll reply to me at that point. I know exactly where the individual is looking to live, what they're interested in doing, and then uh, whether or not they meet the minimum qualifications for what they want to do. So when I do a skill bridge, I align them to normally what they did in the military is what a lot of people want to do. And if that is the case, I ensure they meet minimum qualifications post skill bridge. Um, so if they do not meet minimum qualifications, maybe it'd be a certification, I build that in their SkillBridge program. So when they are done, they will meet minimum qualifications and we can hire them as a company. Uh, that is the goal, is to hire every person that we can. The person does not meet minimum qualifications, wants to do something completely different, then what I do is I align them to what they want to do. Uh, I'll give you an example. I have a young lady. She is a signal intelligence and she wants to go more of the HRTA route. So she is working with our BD team, our business development team on intelligence. And she's working with us doing HRTA work, early capture uh, manager type work. And her knowledge of what she did and who we're looking for allows us to teach her what we know. And she teaches us what she knows. So we, we do it on an individual basis. If there is a requisition open and available, then that is great. A lot of times we could do SkillBridge with an offer if, if that exists and there is a high need. If not, then we do SkillBridge and then we set up a midpoint and we, we have a conversation on, okay, how is it going? It's going well. Now let's find you a job. So we work together collectively as a team to find that individual a job. Uh, but ultimately, we set up a program that is dedicated to each individual person because we want them to get something out of it when they conclude the program. That is pretty awesome. But something you said on a pre-call really kind of struck our interest, and you're a poet and maybe didn't know it, but wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit more about what you shared. You said something, at the end of the day, applicants first, companies second. What did you mean by that? So my company is going to kill me for that. I'm just kidding. Um, it's absolutely true. You know, I always put the company it's right there first and foremost in my head. But when it comes down to it, each applicant is more important. So I believe the question was, what are your priority fields? And I stated my priority fields are what the applicant wants. And the reason why is I want to hire a good employee. I want to hire somebody that's happy with what they're doing. They're not just trying to get their foot in the door unless they have to. If they can get absolutely everything that they want up front, that is the best way to do it. If not... Then we go to here, here are the priority fields. Here are, you know, the best ways to get your foot in the door to get where you're trying to go. Um, but I always put the applicant first because I feel that there is a better experience from the applicant when that happens. And then there's better communication and dialogue after that they are hired and a part of the company. So 
Obviously, you talk to a lot of veterans and you work with a lot of folks on their transition and you see experiences that they're doing in their interviews and you see their resumes. What are one or two top tips that you want to share with our transitioning military audience? One, um, transition's hard regardless of rank. Um, I used to have the assumption that any senior NCO, uh, field grade officer, could walk out of the military with the job. Everybody is equally as scared. I have learned that being on this side and uh, everybody is still looking for an opportunity. So please understand that. Um, two, when you limit yourself to location and it's, you know, one location, you just, uh, what you've done is you've reduced your aperture. If you want to open your aperture, have a couple of locations you're open to going to. Um, that way you create more opportunities and or you find a company that fits in that uh, geographic area. And the, the last thing is when you're building a resume, we all want to beat our chest and we all want to say everything that we've done and accomplished. But when you're building a resume towards a job, the only thing the company cares about is what did you do in your job in relation to that job you're applying for. So you may have 20 to 100 resumes, depending on what you're applying for. I'm over here cheering you on. Preach it. That is absolutely it. That is the truth. (laughs) Don't give us a novel. Give us the facts. Just the facts. Yeah, and it's it's hard because when I got out, I thought I did an amazing job. I was like, oh, this is the best resume ever. And then I had a friend uh, who worked for CPAC on the government side, and she ripped it apart. (laughs) And made me feel two inches tall. I did it again. She ripped me apart. It took me like 80 tries before I got it right. Progress is more important (laughs) than perfection. So that is awesome. I love it. Well, you are full of great advice and you definitely know some exotic locations as well. So I'm sure some of our listeners would love to get in touch with you and your team. How can they get in touch with you? It's uh, brian.heffernan.com at Amentum.com. Wonderful. And we'll also have your contact information in the show notes so people can reach out to you there. This has been an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you, Brian. So thanks for spending some time with us. Pleasure to meet you too. Brian shared so much good information today with us. Rachel, what did you learn from our discussion? Well, I absolutely love talking to Brian because I learned an awful lot. I love just the diversity of where they're hiring. Antarctica. What? I really liked his advice to transitioning military folks as far as how to approach a skill bridge internship or how to write your resume and then you know you were you were raising your preaching hands no writing those novels on a resume only the facts it was an absolute pleasure being with you here today thank you for listening to us We sincerely and genuinely appreciate you. So where you can show us a little appreciation as well is make sure you go out there and follow our show. Till next time, see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.